Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach. And this episode aims to expand a notion by David Foster Wallace about our natural default settings. Now, if you have no clue what I'm talking about, please do yourself a favor and listen to This Is Water, which is a commencement speech he gave that is just, it's honestly some of the most moving words that I've ever listened to. And his delivery of it, it's just, it's just phenomenal. You could read the text, but, but really, you know, you could YouTube it. Um, in fact, I've linked to it in the description. So please do yourself a favor and listen to it. It's about 20 minutes, really worth your time. And in that sense, I want to kind of expand upon that. Now, do you have to listen to him in order to get the benefits of what I'm going to talk about here? No, you don't. But I think you're doing yourself a disservice by not listening to him. But anyway, before I fully get into it, I would also like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already, that we get all the various episodes and lessons that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So let's talk about this. So, you know, the notion that really David Foster Wallace gets at in This Is Water is that we really have to, on a daily basis, do the, the work of making choices. Because our natural default setting may not align with what consciously we believe our priorities to be. And in a way, it's saying, choose what you actually give a fuck about, okay? Rather than just, you know, go willy-nilly and, you know, based on like what other people say or what society, you know, society at large or, you know, kind of what you've been conditioned to uh, from friends and family and so forth, you actually make a conscious effort. You know, one of the things he talks about is you can look at, you know, our natural default setting in a traffic jam might be that it's really all about us. And we're pissed off, we're miserable, but it's like, no, everyone in traffic is equally as pissed off and miserable. So instead of, you know, it's, 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 you can look at that as, as something different, you know, and you get to make that choice, how you see that particular instance, you know? Um, and as he talks about, it is these everyday mundane moments of our lives that are make a break of it, that have life or death consequences. And the reason I can state that as such is because sadly, David Foster Wallace is someone that lost that battle. Suicide got him. It is also why I feel a lot of people do commit suicide and there are rising suicide rates because, you know, it's, it's the everyday life that if we can't succeed at that, that will ultimately get us. And so I think it's important to really start to consider what we actually give a fuck about, to start making choices and understanding that each and every moment we have a choice. I think it's especially now really important because here's how I view it. And some of you will say I'm getting on a soapbox and so forth. And sure, maybe, maybe that's it. But my aim is always to try to look at things a little bit differently and to get instead of considering the lowest common denominator, really aspire to a higher consciousness and to better ourselves and therefore the society in which we live in. And so I look at like, at what point in time 
Do we start worshiping celebrities? You know, now especially, you know, uh, I, I kind of look at it. There's so much flack that goes on over like what celebrities say and so forth and things like that. And, you know, should they speak out? Should they not? Just keep entertaining and so forth. And it's like, when do we start idolizing them more than you know, scientists, mathematicians, thinkers, and so forth? And, you know, as a society, I don't know. I can't answer that. But you can answer it for yourself. And I can answer it for myself as well. And then by doing that, you and I get to make a choice of who we worship. And I mean worship in a more broader sense, not in the religious context. But of course, that plays into the larger scope of what I'm talking about. And so for me, I would like to hold thinkers and great minds to a higher esteem level and so forth than just celebrities. You know, it's not to say I disagree that, you know, celebrities can't have an opinion and so forth. But, I, you know, I just don't necessarily hold higher weight than somebody else either. You know, it, it, to me, I kind of apply uh, Don Miguel Ruiz's Fifth Agreement, which is not, uh, you know, there, there's this very famous book, The Four Agreements. And I think the four agreements are wonderful. But I think the fifth that often gets lost and it's... um. Doubt, but learn to listen. And so, you know, if somebody says something, you know, I'll, 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 I'll kind of maybe have some skeptic, but, but I'll listen. And if they're right, they're right. And if they're wrong, they're wrong. I try to do that with everybody. But it's to say, you know, it's not to say, uh, you know, just right off the bat that everyone is going to be correct. But there is a different weight to someone, let's say, that has gone to to college and studied law and practice law and so forth, they're probably going to have a better opinion and, and, and it has more weight when they've done that versus just somebody doing a simple Google search. You know, in my life, um, when it comes to legal stuff, you know, and, 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 you know, just legal news in general about things, I listen to my, my friend Ebony K. Williams. Not that she's, she knows it all, but certainly her opinion holds far more weight to me than somebody else's because she has practiced law and she is in that realm and knows about this stuff. So her, her, her show called Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams, you know, the stuff that she's talking about, even though she's not like, you know, she'll take stuff that's in the headlines and break it down as a legal analyst, that to me has far more weight than somebody on posting about it on Facebook what they think. And I think we gotta, we gotta start to look at it in that sense. And part of that is for our own selves, in terms of you know, all of this, is really reflecting upon you know, what we should be posting versus not. What do we actually know versus what we don't? I think it takes a lot of humility you know, yes, everyone is entitled to their opinion, but as I've been kind of harping on, it doesn't mean that every opinion has equal weight. And so really look at that and, and, and turn the mirror to yourself. And rather than comment on something right away, maybe do a little research. You know, at this point in time when I'm recording this, there's a lot happening in the world in India 
and Colombia. And now sort of the biggest global news is Israeli and Palestine, which by the way, it's crazy enough. Like, you know, you'd be listening to this five years from now, sadly, and that would still be a thing. Now, what specific event you might consider as I say that would be different than if you're listening to it at this point in time. But all that to say, you know, all these things that I just mentioned, I don't have an intimate knowledge of. And so for you, you know, substitute those out for whatever current thing might might be going on at the time that you're listening to this and really reflect, you know, do you have the information to be able to talk about this? And B, the stuff that you consume from other people, what, what weight does it have? You know, because that's another big factor, you know, it's not just about what you say, it's about what you're consuming. You know, what, what, what sources are you getting it from? And really try to, try to listen. Try to do your, your own research and, and get to the nitty gritty of it. That's the way I try to approach this stuff because, you know, who am I, you know, just to render a judgment or an opinion just blindly without really having the humility to understand that I don't know nearly enough about any of the three situations that I talked about, you know, that, that, that would be, that would be false. That, that would be my ego talking. Now, the other part of it is what we actually choose to actually give a fuck about. Now, I see so much like, and I don't mean to bash entertainment news, but I will in the sense like that so much stuff that gets report, you know, like if, if a celebrity says something, then it's just taken to this like higher esteem, even though it's like just somebody talking about the makeup that they might be wearing or what they might be eating or, or, or you know, what more recently, like how they handled um, quarantine. And it's like, who the fuck gives a flying fuck? You know, people get, like, how does, most of the shit that I see, like, being reported on and so forth, it's like, how does that affect anyone's goddamn fucking life? Choose what to actually give a fuck about and what to react to. Because there, the truth of the matter is, there are things in life that actually have consequences, and most of the shit that people get up in arms about on Twitter don't, don't fucking have two shits that affect other people and, or them. So make a conscious decision what you actually give a fuck about. Because does it actually ruin your day if, you know, which celebrity broke up with who or, you know, what, you know, whatever other bullshit that might be happening? I don't think so. Now, does that mean I'm giving a free pass to if someone, you know, says something that's insensitive or racist or whatever. No, I'm not saying that. But at the same time, you know, I've seen a certain instance where there was a celebrity who said, you know, that during the pandemic, uh, the person, you know, they found themselves drinking basically every single night. And people jumped on this and they were like, 
oh, well, how lucky for you, you know, way to negate all the, you know, half a million people that died during the pandemic and so forth. And it's like, how did you get that from that? Why do we have to always acknowledge, like, two things can be true at the same time. And just because something is not outright stated doesn't mean, like, that was the intent of what they were saying. I'm sure the person that was saying these things weren't negating those things to begin with or acknowledging or, 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 or weren't aware of those things. But I think a sad fact, like we, we I, I feel like we're getting to a point where everything just feels like it has to have so much fucking weight that nothing is, like God forbid someone has a bit of happiness. Because part of it is, if we're going to look at the horrors of the world, and trust me, there are many. At the same time, if we're going to tackle these, what are we fighting for? We have to be able to likewise display joy and optimism and hope. Because if we, in some sense, don't feel like those are available to us, then what the fuck are we fighting for? We need those things in order... To, to, to aspire to something. And so if I, you know, just because someone's happy doesn't mean that, that they can't also be acknowledging that the horrors of the world and so forth. I'll, you know, I'll speak from my own experience. Like it, it's something that I grapple with. You know, I try to, I, whenever I go through meditations of gratitude, part of how I get to my gratitude is I think about all the horrors of the world and the suffering in the world. And I'm like, holy shit, there's so many things I have to be grateful for. And part of how I show and display that gratitude is by also exemplifying joy for the things that I do have. Now, I don't shout it from the rooftop of like, look at me, I'm so much better than you. No, but I just carry it within me and try to be present with the people that I interact with and not just, you know, have a, use them as garbage dumps, um, for all the shit in my life. You know, I try to have moments of joy with them because that to me is worth fighting for. And when we talk about what to actually care about and and deciding you know, your choices, your priorities. I think another aspect of it is to stop self-aggrandizing. The way I view it is, yes, we are all unique and we have something to add to the world. But self-aggrandizing, it takes away the aspect of the work. Because I've said this multiple times in the past, Talent to me should be defined as a process. Look at your qualities, not as nouns, but as verbs. So if, when you look at yourself and you look at the good good things about you that that you feel are, are worth uplifting you for, great, but take those and put them in action. Because self-aggrandization I don't even know if that's a word, but I'll just go with it. Is is more to feed your ego. And it's not to say like you have to beat yourself up, you know, the whole idea of you are enough, you are enough. You are love. So accept that. 
but don't overextend it. You know, that everyone should be kissing your ass and so forth. That's the domain of the ego. You know, knowing that you're enough, you should also know that, you know, part of that is to, to have humility. Um, that you are no different than other people. In the sense of value. We can all be different in terms of aspects of life. But to equate value and so forth. That's not our domain. And that's one of the things that I would really love if we, everyone considered like the idea of empathy, you know? Um, in my mind, it's, it's far easy for people to render their own judgments rather than take a step back and have some empathy and really kind of consider it. Here's an example. I was talking with a friend of mine who was telling me about, you know, she gets into arguments about abortion with, with someone who's pro-life. And, you know, I'm not going to say one way or the other, but um, ultimately... The way, because I don't, I, you know, it's, it's a choice, like until I'm faced with it, I don't know how I'm going to react. And so in that sense, you know, what I, I said, like my argument, if I ever spoke with a pro-lifer um, in this way, would be, you know what? Because this is someone that's also a Christian, right? And, you know, it's not to say like Christianity is the, you know, Christians are the only people that exemplify hypocrisy, I think, as human beings. You know, that's what makes us human is, is our uh, insistence on our own hypocrisy. But, you know, in this example, it's like, you know, my argument would have been put as a Christian, put yourself in the shoes of someone who felt that their only option was to have this abortion. What would that feel like? You know, and especially like the idea is that as, as, as a Christian, you understand that the only person that can render judgment is God. So why are you rendering judgment that, that, you know, that was a wrong act. If anything, the Bible tells, you know, would say that the person will be forgiven by God, right? For making that mistake, if it is a mistake. But now put yourself in the, the shoes of what that experience was like for them. So in choosing what we give a fuck about, part of that is in order to be able to do it in the proper way, as I see it, we got to start to have empathy and stop rendering judgment so quickly you know really take that step back doubt but also learn to listen so that's how i view these things and i think part of what we need as i said what we need to give a fuck about is stop giving a fuck about the lowest common denominator and really actually care about what matters because there are things that truly do matter and there are things that just don't fucking matter one little bit because it affects nobody, not even you. And yet, oftentimes, we give a fuck about that. Why? Let's stop. Let's please, let's stop. And by the way, if anything, I, I'm, I, I understand that I have hypocritical things that I say and do all the time. To what extent, I'm not even aware of. And people sometimes point it out to me. I'm grateful when they do. 
So let's have empathy with ourselves as well as those around us in some sense. And I think that is what starts to heal the world in that way. And let's not be so quick to jump on each other. That's my message to you. Thank you. I'm sure you have thoughts of your own. I'm sure I didn't word everything perfectly. And uh, you can jump on me for that. You know, some of it's going to be warranted. Maybe some of the things aren't. Who knows? But feel free to let me know when they're down in the comment section. Or hit me up on social media at Bill Seekick. I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, but just do me a favor. Really sit with it for a moment. Respond. Don't react. And if you do that, I'll listen. I will. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'll see you next time.